The Big Story from the Straits Times on Money FM 89.3. With the U.S. announcing its biggest rate hike in years, how does it affect us here and what does it mean for your money? Hello, you're watching The Big Story with me, Olivia Quay. Remember to subscribe to the Straits Times channel so you never miss an episode. What the U.S. central bank does to interest rates affects not just Americans, but us here in Singapore as well. And that's because the U.S. economy is the engine powering much of the rest of the world. The Federal Reserve on Wednesday pulling off its most aggressive interest rate hike since 1994, raising its benchmark rate by three quarters of a percentage point, taking the target range to 1.5 to 1.75 percent. The move comes with inflation in the U.S. running at its fastest pace in over 40 years. Clearly, today's 75 basis point increase is an unusually large one, and I do not expect moves of this size to be common. From the perspective of today, either a 50 basis point or a 75 basis point increase seems most likely at our next meeting. We will, however, make our decisions meeting by meeting and will continue to communicate our thinking as clearly as we can. So what does this mean for us here in Singapore? Those with mortgages, credit cards and even car loans will likely see an increase in their monthly interest payments when banks revise borrowing rates. This is in addition to the higher cost of living that households are already facing. Joining us is Daryl Ho, Senior Investment Strategist at DBS's Chief Investment Office. So Daryl, looking at the big picture here, inflation is high around the world, borrowing costs are rising and of course the risk of recession is also growing. So how should investors, both large and small, position themselves in this environment? Well, as this is the first 75 basis point hike in nearly 30 years, I think we can all tell that the Fed is very serious about tackling the inflation problem. Uh, I would say that there are two things to be mindful of. The first would be to monitor your leverage to make sure that you're not overly indebted because borrowing costs are set to rise quite rapidly in the months ahead. Secondly, for your portfolios, I believe a favorable positioning up in quality is warranted here. Uh, Firstly, for equities, call us old-fashioned, but we believe in investing in companies that actually make profits. So stock fundamentals are going to matter again and not just promises of future growth. For bonds, we particularly like investment-grade credit now that they are yielding more than 4%, and these are levels that are higher than the worst of the COVID crisis. So we think these are very good returns for relatively low default risk. Well, let's focus on the opportunities out there, Daryl. What looks good to you? And conversely, what won't you be buying? Under an inflationary environment, I think it is unquestionable that commodities are your best hedge. And for us at the CIO office, we believe that there are certain structural factors at play here um, that are going to see elevated prices for commodities in the medium term. These include the rising geopolitical divisions around the world that we're seeing today, as well as certain chronic underinvestment in capacities uh, that has occurred over the last 10 years. So what do we particularly like? Firstly, we like gold. We think it is still a good inflation hedge. Noting, of course, in the decades of the 1970s and the 2000s, gold prices performed very well in those periods. For the energy sector, we particularly like the oil majors, uh, noting that they are very well positioned to capture the upside of the higher oil prices that we are seeing today. Um, They have also not been very aggressive in increasing their dividend payouts ever since the COVID crisis. Although some might say that uh, the prices of these companies have run quite meaningfully this year, if you look at the fundamentals, the forward price to earnings for these companies on average are just, just under 10 times, which is not expensive in terms 
terms of valuation. So I think it's still an opportunity to pick up some names if you're underinvested in these names. We in this environment would, however, avoid a certain emerging market or high yield credit names, uh, noting that in the last 75 basis point hike that we saw in 1994, this was ominously just a few years before the Asian financial crisis. So generally, when uh, rates are rising, the indebted countries or companies would find a bit of a challenge uh, refinancing some of the, the debt burdens that they do have. So we would stay cautious on some of these names as the rate hike cycle is still underway. And Daryl, what's your advice for investors, especially those who are new to it, on how they can manage the volatility in the markets? Well, if you are new to investing and you only came in in the last two years or so, you may have felt like a genius coming into 2022 making all that money. But uh, I would firstly like to say that taking a loss is very common in your investing journey. So uh, welcome to the club. I would still say that there are two takeaways here. Firstly, not all dips are worth buying into. Those of us who are running the 2020 playbook might have been very excited about buying the dip and you will very soon realize the wisdom in this other financial adage that we have, which is don't try to catch a falling knife because your hands will start looking as blood red as your portfolio positions. Instead, realize that inflation does not have a quick fix like the COVID-19 had a mRNA vaccine. So I think it pays to be patient to wait for good entry points. Secondly, I think it is worth uh, noting that you should diversify your portfolio. I think for as a new investor, some of you may be looking at one or two positions that may have suffered quite a bit of losses and you're feeling a bit anxious about it. That may be a signal that you may be overly concentrated in one or two positions. Well, now that the broader markets have all corrected to a certain degree, I think it's actually a good opportunity to start broadening the exposure of your portfolio to sectors that you may be underinvested in uh, over this time. Again, diversify your portfolio so that you you can stay in this investing journey for the long run and not let one or two positions uh, take you out in the short run. Well, that was Daryl Ho, a senior investment strategist at DBS's chief investment office.